0: You talk about this a lot, you know, coming at this with a servant's heart and just serve, serve, serve. And that's what my coach at the very beginning told me to do is like, if you want to get on their stages and get in their audiences, you need to be deliver first 100% value to them without expecting anything in return, without even asking for anything in return.
1: Welcome to the Coaching, Inc. podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping coaches and consultants start and scale their coaching business. This is the No Fluff Zone. If you're ready to grow your client list, work from anywhere, and reach true financial freedom, stand by, because the show begins right now. Bam! Here's your host, Tom Kroll. What an awesome adventure we're about to go on, guys. I have on today's podcast episode one of my most favorite people of all time. I know I say that about every guest, but I will say this. This is a special episode because the person I have on, his name is Joe McCall, is such not only just a rock star coach, but he is the most authentic, hardworking coach out there. I shouldn't say hardworking because he has so many systems and tools that he uses, but He is just a good, honest, wholesome person who I look up to. I've looked up to since I started my adventure over a decade ago. Joe was one of the first people who he had a massive audience then. He has an even bigger audience now. And and he has had so much success in coaching and in other areas and in entrepreneurship. And he really gave me my first shot at coaching. He welcomed me onto his platform. He interviewed me. It was a huge success. He and I produced some really amazing content back then, which is still relative today that we still kind of refer back to. And I'm just so honored to have Joe on. He is an inspiration. He's someone I look up to and I've learned so much from. So to have him on the show is is such a great honor. And although I've met Joe in person several times and actually have gone pretty much on vacation with Joe, Every time we meet, he forgets that we've met. And he says, hey, Tom, it's nice to meet you in person, finally. So one day, one day, I'm going to meet Joe in person again. And he's going to say, it's good to see you again. But that is not today. So guys, it's so awesome to have Joe on. And I'm really excited. Now, Joe has several very successful coaching businesses or iterations of coaching that he's done. And he's done so very successfully. And what I really like about what Joe does is he automates everything to the umph degree. So he's going to share today some tips and tricks if you're just getting started in coaching that you can implement right now. He's going to give you some free stuff to actually go and try that you can implement right now to get some results, guys. This is all about massive and perfect action and progress not perfection. So pay attention and get a pen and paper unless you're driving. Get a pen and paper and write this stuff down and then take him up on these free resources and implement this stuff today because every word that comes out of Joe's mouth is based on split testing, on his experience, on his actual results, which are massive, absolutely massive, consistently massive for over a decade. And I know him very well, so I can speak to that directly. Absolutely. So Joe, it's good to have you on, brother. Thank you for agreeing to do this podcast. I know you have a whole bunch of things going on in your personal life, golfing trips and all kinds of awesome adventures. So I will get right to the meat and potatoes, but before we give out all of these gold nuggets that new coaches or seasoned coaches can implement for results, can you just kind of tell us a little bit for anybody who might not know you, who you are, what you do, and all that good stuff? Yeah,
0: so my name is Joe McCall, and I've been doing real estate since 2006, so that's 18 years now, full-time since 2009, and I started teaching and coaching around 2011. I started my podcast in 2011. I remember at the time thinking, oh, man, I missed the podcast wave. You know, like there were so many podcasts out there and everybody was doing it and it's too late to start. And I just thought, nah, it's funny because I tell people that today and they're like, they laugh and they say, are you serious? You know, that was like before anybody knew about it. Well, it's not, not entirely true. There were a lot of podcasts out there. So yeah, I started my podcast. It was called the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. And if I were to do it over again, I would not have been so broad. But at the time, there were only about two or three real estate podcasts out there at the time. Today, if I were to do a new podcast, it would be much more niched. I would be really focused on an inch wide, a mile deep. And
1: so, you know, inch wide, mile deep. Guys, you should
0: remember that. That comes from years of experience. Well, you know, one of the reasons why I was, I think, so successful with, with my info business was because I, there were a lot of people out there selling real estate courses. And they, at the time, they were going to real estate investment clubs, associations, and uh, were platform speakers. You know, Go-to webinar was a thing, uh, but webinars were kind of new. And most people who would sell information would sell it from a workshop, in-person event, a boot camp you know they would get invited and they'd travel around the country and speak at these real estate investment clubs. And so I started doing that, but I knew if I wanted to be invited to other people's stages, if I wanted to be invited to speak or whatever, I had to have something that was different. I couldn't just create another me too product, right? So the inside of the there's a niche in real estate investing called lease options. And there's another niche called wholesaling. And they're very lo- big niches and a lot of people teach that stuff. And so I took, in fact, your brother, Todd Toback, had a course called Lease Purchase Wealth at the time. And one of the modules in his course, and of maybe 12 modules, was something he called Teamwork Assignments. And it's just a strategy where you take a a lease option and you assign it to somebody else and then you're out of the deal. And uh, it's a quick way to make a few thousand bucks real quickly in a deal. So I started doing those and that was what allowed me to quit my job Because I was doing so many of these deals and I thought, man, this is great. I could actually teach this one little tiny sliver of a niche and create a course out of that. And then I don't know where and how this came to, I think it was God, but I thought, you know what? If I create a program called wholesaling lease options and the domain was available, I remember I bought it even before I quit my job because I was thinking, man, I would love, I love doing deals, but I would love even more to be able to teach people how to do deals. So I was thinking about this all along. But anyway, I thought, you know what? If I create a course called Wholesaling Lease Options, I would get invited by people who are teaching wholesaling and lease options. Like I'm not competing against anybody. So I'm like, and that's what happened. People started inviting me to speak in front of their audiences on this niched topic. And you would think they would be worried about competition. They would be worried about somebody selling similar to theirs. But I took a chapter in their book and I made a whole book out of it. And so there was a lot of opportunity there. And I just, you talk about this a lot, you know, coming at this with a servant's heart and just serve, serve, serve. And that's what my coach at the very beginning told me to do is like, if you want to get on their stages and get in their audiences, you need to be deliver first 100% value to them without expecting anything in return, without even asking for anything in return. So I started doing that. I started, you know, calling people who had a lease option course. And I said, and I, I didn't just call them cold call them, networked and found their friends who they knew and trusted, became friends with them. And then that friend introduced me to them. Does that make sense? So they would say, like, hey, Joe is I want you to meet Joe. He's a really good guy and he's having a lot of success doing this stuff. And I would, I would talk to them and they would be really interested in my strategy. And they said, Hey, do you want to talk about it? I said, Yeah. So I would get on a on a webinar or go to a live event. And I would just teach everything. I would literally would not hold anything back. And they're like, oh, this this is Joe's amazing. That's so awesome. And so then I would get invited to other people's things. So they would tell their friends, hey, you got to get Joe. When Joe's amazing. And he delivers a tons of value. And my students love Joe. So that was a big thing that kind of helped me. And then once I started building a little reputation, I started asking other people, hey, do you know anybody else who's looking for a speaker or somebody that can come and speak? And so... I started getting a lot of invitations then i started i created a course i sold it for 997 i think and uh then i told the other promoters the other people with the audiences you know if i'll give you 50 percent of whatever i sell in fact i remember even starting thinking i think some of the people i started telling i told them i'll just let you keep a hundred percent of the sales just let me deliver a ton of value to your audience and so when you can find somebody else with an audience and say hey You can keep 100% of the sales. Do you think they're going to say no to that? Right. So, and then that's how I kind of, I guess, busted my chops or got out there and started delivering is by delivering a ton of value. And then when I would talk to somebody about getting in front of their audience, it was like, I don't want anything out of it. I'll over deliver the value. You can keep all of the sales because I knew early on I needed to really build an audience, build an email list. And so, that's kind of how I got into this. I remember watching people back then in the day, some of the guys that aren't even, nobody really kind of even knows anymore, but at the time they were really, really famous. And I was watching what they were doing and I was like, man, how can I be like that without the douchebag part of it, right? Like, how right. can I build an audience, but be me, be
1: myself? And that's, yeah. So I know since we're only on the introduction, I just, I just want to, first of all, th- did you work hard when you started? Uh, yeah. So I know, guys, I just want to say one thing that everyone should go back and listen to Joe's introduction because there's so much value. I mean, this is what happens when you have someone on the podcast who has such an immense amount of experience. I don't even know if Joe, because he probably takes it for granted, he doesn't even realize when you're a 10, you just operate at this level and there's so much to unpack with what everything that Joe just said, that literally he just gave you in his introduction, legitimately a game plan to follow, right? First of all, all successful, wealthy people, right? They have a season of outworking everyone else around them, right? He didn't know a lot of what he was doing, but what did he focus on was networking and reputation. Guys, this is the key when I want to launch something or Joe wants to launch something, or we want to do something. No, It's not how much we know, it's who we know that just as much a part, because we could just call each other or 40 or 80 other people and say, Hey, I'm going to do this. You already have audience of 80,000 people. Can you just launch my product into your audience? And I'll either pay you hundred percent or 50% or 30% of the sales. And it's such a quick start where other people who don't have a network are just trudging along so slowly and painfully building things and websites and sales funnels and all these other things, guys, where Joe's hard work was the network. The other thing, too, that Joe, he said it really fast, but you should go back and listen to, it is one of the most powerful statements. He said, you know, because if I did well there, then they would recommend me to other people. Guys, this industry of coaching is very, very small. And when you do the right thing by another coach and you help them look good in front of their audience and you bring value to their audience, word spreads. I remember early on when Joe had a great experience with, I'll say it, David Letko, right, from Deal Machine. And I remember the call. Joe said to me, Tom, you have a big audience. You should recommend David. He's a sweetheart. He's a great guy. He will make you look good. He'll bring value to your audience. What did I do? My very next phone call, I called David Letko. I introduced him to everyone in my audience. He did well. I did well. My students did well. It was a great adventure. So this was literally just in his intro. Just the intro alone, and we haven't even gotten to the meat and potatoes. There's so much to unpack there. So, I mean, this is why, Joe, I have to have you on a second time already. I'm going to ask you, even though we're just in your intro part. But yeah, thank you for that, brother, because that story really opened up a lot. And there was one other just quick thing, guys, I want you to listen to how... Joe talks about competition, right? And what you are going to find is there really isn't most people in our industry, with a handful of exceptions, are very collaborative. And even in the instance where it's a directly competing product, it's very rare for somebody to shut you out for that reason. So just so the, the formula is so simple, Tom. Like I have this cup right here, right, with
0: water. I know somebody else who sells cups and he's got a huge audience, right? Right. But I've got this little trick where if you paint your cups purple, you can sell them on Facebook Marketplace and make 100 bucks. And so I'm going to approach this guy who makes these cups, who's got this big audience, and I'm going to say, hey, listen, I found out a way to paint the special paint on these cups, and you can sell them on Facebook Marketplace and make $100. Do you want to learn how to do that? I'll be glad to share all my secrets with you, and I'll share all my secrets to your audience if you're interested. So like, okay, that sounds good, right? And maybe, you know, you got to be able to to do it. You got to be doing it yourself. So I just go to his audience or her audience, right? And I tell everything. I don't hold anything back. And what do you think is going to happen with that guy? He's going to be like, oh my gosh, you just helped my audience make a $100 doing this little thing that i never thought of before. So it's, it's in the same niche. I mean, we're talking about cups, but now his audience... It's like, oh my gosh, Joe is amazing. And I tell the guy, hey, you know what? I have this little program that I sell for $50. If you let me sell it, I'll give you 100% of the revenue. Right. right? Because maybe it's new and you haven't done a webinar before. You haven't sold this thing before. So it may completely bomb, right? Right. So that guy who's got a huge audience, if you come to him and say, hey, I want to promote my new product to your um, audience and I've not tested it before and um, I'll give you... 50% 50% that he's going to say, no, like, I want you to go promote it and then show me your results and tell me how well it does or doesn't do. Don't. I'm not going to be your dummy audience or your test audience. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so tip. then I'm going to give him a hundred percent of the sales on that thing. Right. Or maybe I, in the interview, I tell them this one secret thing of how the color purple can help you sell this cup and make a hundred dollars. But by the way, I've got this $50 program This $5,000 program that will tell you five other colors that you can paint that cup in that will make you $1,000, even more money, right? So it's like, that's how I kind of approached it early on. I wanted to over deliver on the value. I wanted these people who had the audience that I wanted to look good to their audience. I just wanted a little bit of attention from them so that... And so the great thing happened was I started selling a lot of programs. And I remember one lady who was very well known at the time. She said, Joe, don't ever take a speaker training class. Like she said, just keep on being yourself. Because right. that's why I sold so well. Because, like, when you take training classes on how to sell from the stage or whatever, and there is a place for it, but like they teach you these formulas, most of them, some of them don't. And the reason why I sold so well is because I was myself. I wasn't yep. scripted, I wasn't trying to be like everybody else and not to take away like there is a place where you can learn how to sell better.
1: Well, I I I, I just wanted to say one thing. And one of the things that you said too, was you prioritized building an audience. I don't know if you guys caught that in the intro, but did you see how Joe said in the beginning revenue was in first position, right? He was making sales, but he was also building an audience. And guys, this is one of the seeds that allowed joe's oak tree to grow and produce so many acorns right because he prioritized building an audience from day one i think he's probably gonna yeah. give you guys some tips yeah. and tricks on that but yeah go I, ahead, I
0: wanted to talk about this because this is so important well the number one job of a coach or an influencer is to make offers that's the number one thing like in all of your content you should be making some kind of offer
1: can we talk about that before we just gloss over it yeah so so let's be really granular and clear here right so let's just say there's a new coach he's going live on facebook every day he's starting a podcast he's a podcast guest he's maybe speaking on some small local stages are you saying literally every single at the end of every speech or talk he's making an offer and also what do you mean by an offer do you mean like a cta like hey sign up for my email list or do you mean like hey a pitch for coaching can you deep dive that a little bit for us yeah, because it's it's kind of related
0: in my mind to building an audience. So, like, okay. there needs to be a, a reason or a purpose behind your content when you're teaching something, right? So, like, give away something for free where they have to opt in to get it, as an example, right? Right. Or text something to your phone number so you can capture their information. So, like, you're out there doing podcasts and Instagram reels and YouTube shorts and videos and all of this stuff, Right. You don't own any of that audience. YouTube could shut you down, right? Yep. Uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, they could all just say, yeah, done with you, right? Because maybe you said something controversial or whatever, and you're done. So it's really, really important that you start from day one with building an email list and maybe even phone numbers and and physical mailing addresses. You've got to start building your email list list. And people think email is dead. It is not dead. It's by it is not, dead. not dead. Right. So when I'm saying always be making offers, just like in real estate, I'm always coaching students like make offers, make offers. That's the number one rule in real estate. It's not location, location, location. It's make offers. And your speed to income is directly proportional to the number of offers that you make. And it's the same in the coaching business. So You always got to be making offers. Now there's a cheesy way to make offers and there's a good way to make offers, right? Let's
1: talk about it.
0: Yes. Well, like a a cheesy way to make an offer would be when you're on a podcast like this and all of a sudden I start hitting, yeah, I've got this $25,000 coaching program. And if anybody's interested, come and work with me because I'm going to teach you how to start a coaching business from scratch. Now that's cheesy because that's what Tom does (laughs) and he's way better at that than I am. Bam. And- I'm just like out there teaching that. That would be cheesy, and I didn't ask for Tom's permission up front. You know that's taking advantage of Tom and his audience. But a better thing would be like, hey, I've, I, and I actually do have this thing, and I'm that I'm going to give to all of your audience here, and I there is no opt-in to get it. But this because I don't have anything I want to sell to your audience, right? But like right. I've got this thing, JoeMcCall.com/slash/offers where it's this presentation I did a few months ago to this big mastermind that we're a part of. Uh, it's called The Simple Secrets to Great Offers. And it's a it's a document I created. So if you go to joemccall.com slash offers, it takes you right there to that page. Okay.
1: Normally though, there would be an opt-in page. So what Joe is just saying, I just want to be clear. If you're yeah. brand new to coaching guys, is he's saying, by the way, if you go to joemccall.com at forward slash offers, you can see how Joe structures an offer normally though, that information would be behind like an email or yeah. a text wall where you'd have to provide your email or your phone number in order to get it. And that's what I think, Joe, I don't want to speak yeah. for you, but that's what uh, you're yeah, saying yeah. is normally should be done.
0: Right. Okay. So I would come to a podcast and I would give something super valuable, but I would want their email address to get it. So, and it would be something like joemcallcom offers. And if you go there right now, it just redirects to a, a document. That has a bunch of stuff in it and and we can talk about that later if you want it but anyway that's an example of kind of making an offer so i'm always trying to build my email list so in all of my podcasts my youtube videos even on some of my youtube shorts it's like hey subscribe to my channel you know like my video and comment down below and subscribe hit the notification button so that's kind of a call to action but then also in the videos i'm telling them hey I've got this free land flippers toolkit that's completely free and it gives you this and, this and this and this and this and this. And it is really valuable stuff. You can get it for free at whatever the website is. And then people go there and opt in to get this incredibly free stuff. And then guess what happens right after they opt in? It's, there's a video that says, hey, thanks. You know what? It's on, it's in an email on its way to your inbox. But in the meantime, would you want to invite you to watch this webinar where I teach you how to use all this stuff that I'm going to send to you and click right down the button down below to register for my class. And so that is the webinar where I sell my I sell my $1500 course. Then now I have their email address, they get emailed this really cool stuff and then inside the free stuff there's little pitches to join my webinar, right? Now they're on my email list and I'm emailing them every day a mixture of content and sales pitch. I always kind of blend them together. So even all my emails, I'll teach some content, but at the end it says, PS, if you want some help, here are three ways I can help you. Number one, get my book, free book. You know. Number two, watch my webinar. Number three, if you want to work with me one-on-one, click here to book a call or whatever. So in all of my content, I'm asking them to do something. And you know what's funny too? My emails where I'm selling or pitching something, I guess you could call it, always gets more open rates and click-throughs, people click, than my content-only emails.
1: Okay, so how often, I know you're a huge advocate of email every day. First of all, does that mean seven days a week? And also, for anyone just starting, what is the breakdown? So is it five days a week, seven days a week? And then how often are you making an offer or a pitch? And then how often is it just a pure email with no CTA at all?
0: I'm emailing my list every day. I think so, that's so important. People Seven are, days
1: a week. Yeah. Okay. And how many of those emails, if you said to somebody new, percentage-wise, is it 50-50, 70-30? What does that look like? Well,
0: I used to write all my own emails and I hired a guy who writes in my voice. He's really, really good. But usually my emails are kind of trying to tell a little story. They're written like I talk. They're not formal or anything like that. And if I'm promoting, like usually I'm always promoting... Either a webinar or a book or a video or let's say I come out with a YouTube video. And I so I'll email my list about, hey, I just released this video or something. But there's always some kind of link. Hey, click here to watch the video. Click here to get the book. Or I tell a story and then it's P.S. at the end. If you want more help, here's three ways I can help you. So like there's always something in there
1: that sells something. There's Um, always some offer in your email. Yes. Okay, got
0: it. 100%.
1: So either go to my YouTube video or get coaching or get my book yeah. or something. Okay. Yeah.
0: And then when they opt in to get my book, you know, then there's a pitch to, hey, the book's on the way, watch my webinar here. Or maybe the pitch is, hey, the book, it's on its way to the email box. And if you like some coaching one-on-one help, let me tell you real quick how my program works. And then it's just a five, 10-minute pitch on how my coaching works. And if they're interested, click the button down below to apply now. Awesome.
1: Coaches, it's time to take massive imperfect action. Go right now to coachinginc.com to schedule a clarity call with us so we can help you take your business to brand new heights. That website again is coachinginc.com. So head over there now and we'll see you on the next episode of Coaching Inc.